Welcome or welcome back if you are returning. I am the Blunt Reader and in this episode we are going to be discussing effective communication and conflict resolution. Now this is something that has come up quite a bit. It has been a reoccurring theme in my own life but also something that I've touched on several times in the coaching sessions that I have had with people and even doing readings. Communication is very 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 important. I feel like it's one of the most important aspects of any healthy relationship but in order to have a healthy relationship you must have healthy communication skills and for most of us we do not because this is not something we have seen it is not something we grew up seeing it is not something that we were necessarily taught and so we are having to learn how to effectively communicate and resolve issues within our Uh, personal and even professional relationships without it escalating and becoming a bigger problem than it needs to be. I feel like a lot of the problems that people have can be resolved simply by talking to one another. Not talking at one another, not yelling, not screaming, not cursing each other out, but simply having a conversation. I feel that it's also very important to understand that everybody communicates differently. We all communicate our feelings, our thoughts in a myriad of different ways, but we also receive information in a plethora of ways. And so the way that I may talk to one person may be completely different than I talk to this other person. And it's having to adapt to those changes. You can't speak to every person in the same way and expect the same results. So I think it's very, very important to understand who your audience is when you are speaking. Who is this person and what is it that they need in order to understand what it is that you are saying to them? Because you could say a whole lot, but if it's not being said in a way that this person understands, then you're not going to get anywhere. It's just like me speaking in English to somebody who doesn't understand English. I can say a whole lot. I can be as clear as I know how to be saying the things that I'm saying. But if this person does not understand English, it doesn't matter because they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. And that is, I feel, what happens a lot of times in relationships, not necessarily because there's a language barrier, but just because the way that things are being said um, or expressed is just not in a way that this person is going to understand. And so, Even though you feel like you've said the same thing 5,000 times to this person, they don't understand it in the way that you are saying it. So you have to learn that. You have to learn your partner. You have to learn your friends. You have to learn your family members. You have to learn what is going to be the best way to have a conversation with this person. Maybe some people understand things better when it's written down. So maybe you need to write things down so this person gets it. Maybe this person can't handle a whole lot of information at once, so you need to break it down into smaller bits and pieces to make sure that they're understanding.
Maybe you are naturally somebody who is loud or tends to yell because you get very passionate about whatever you're talking about. And this causes this person to shut down because of their own experiences, past experiences, trauma, etc. So even though you may not intentionally be yelling at this person because your voice is louder than normal, they automatically shut down. Now they're not listening to anything that you're saying. Every situation, every scenario, every relationship is going to be different. So it's very important to understand your specific relationships. Personally, when I am angry, upset, whatever I'm feeling, I need time to myself. One, to kind of just sit with my feelings and see why I feel the way that I feel. Because at the end of the day, maybe I'm just tripping. Maybe it has nothing to do with you and it's something else that's going on and I can address whatever this other issue is. And we don't even need to have a conversation because it's not really about you. It's about me. But I personally need time. Like, if I'm feeling some type of way, give me some time, give me some space, let me sit with myself, and then we can have a conversation about it. If you know that you are somebody who also needs space, or you're dealing with somebody who is the type of person who needs space, allow that time to cool off. That is going to be very important. And then come back to the conversation when you're both ready when you're both ready to sit down and talk about it because if you're not both ready and willing to have the conversation it's not going to go anywhere if you still got an attitude and i got an attitude we're not going to get anywhere we're just going to keep arguing we're going to keep yelling we're going to keep going back and forth i feel how i feel you feel how you feel nothing gets resolved so we're going to go to our little individual corners we're going to calm down and then we're going to come back and we're going to have a civilized conversation so that we can get to the resolution. At the end of the day, for me especially, only thing I care about is solutions. So whatever we need to do to get to the solution, to resolve whatever the issue is, let's do it. So again, it goes back to knowing yourself and knowing whoever you are involved with in whatever capacity you may be involved with this person. If you can talk even when you're mad, even when you're upset, then great, do that. But if you know that you can't, or at least one of you can't, then allow there to be time for both parties or all parties to calm down so that you can actually have a conversation that is not just people being reactive. I feel like communication is like a two-part series. There is the talking and then there is the listening. So that means you and whoever you're communicating with, there there needs to be this back and forth dialogue. There needs to be somebody speaking. There needs to be somebody actively listening, not trying to listen just so that I can respond, but actively listening and being open to hearing what is being said. I feel like the key thing and also the most difficult thing sometimes is not taking things personally, not being so up in arms and being defensive because somebody is saying something. But because a lot of times we do take things personally and we become defensive, we are no longer listening to understand what this person is saying, what this person is sharing in regards to their experience. We're trying to provide a rebuttal for why that's not really the case. The most helpful thing for me has been understanding that this person is merely sharing with me their experience, what they experienced in the situation that we were just in. 
or this conversation that we just had. Whatever has led there to being some sort of conflict, this is their version, their experience of what has happened. Now, that doesn't mean that that's actually what happened. It could be. But this is how they perceived it. And so I'm going to listen to your perception of it. And maybe I'll share my perception of it. And we can figure out what we need to figure out moving forward. But it is important that while somebody is speaking that you are actively listening. And again, not listening to respond, but actually listening to what they are saying to you. And in that, it's also important to give the person the benefit of the doubt. You know your person. You know this person. And even if you don't, still give them the benefit of the doubt. If this is somebody that you know and you have history with, like a partner, a friend, a family member, somebody like that, is this something that they would normally do? Is it possible that there could be something else going on that has led to this explore other alternatives outside of this person is just doing this to be an asshole or to hurt me or to make me feel some type of way? Consider that, again, there could be something else going on because sometimes that happens. Maybe somebody had a really shitty day at work and now they got an attitude and you're trying to talk to them and they're just giving you all this attitude. Again, don't take it personally because it may have nothing to do with you. It may not be that this person just wants to be an asshole. They just had a shitty day. Now, is that an excuse for them to treat you the way that they are treating you? No. And that's something that should be discussed. But also, give the person the benefit of the doubt that it's not intentional, that they're not just intentionally trying to piss you off, hurt you, make you feel some type of way. I like to look at that as listening with understanding, but also with compassion with empathy, with understanding that we all are human and we all get in our moods and we have certain things going on that maybe we share with other people and maybe we don't. So give them the benefit of the doubt, at least for a little while. It is also important to remember that when you are speaking, to only speak about yourself. Again, this is your opportunity to share, to explain, to express how you perceived whatever happened. This is your side of the story. This is where you tell what you experienced. It is not at all about the other person. We don't need you talking about the other person. We just need you to talk about what you went through, what you felt, what you experienced. This is not the time to play the blame game. Because that's usually what happens when we start talking. We start talking about, well, you did this and you did that. And the way we say things matters greatly. Tone and delivery matters greatly. And if you're constantly saying, well, you did this and you did that and you did that, then naturally this person is going to become defensive and guarded because now it feels like a personal attack, even if that's not necessarily your intention. That's the way it comes across. This is how this person is experiencing what you are saying to them. So when you are speaking, speak only about your experience. When this other person speaks, it should be about their experience. It should not be you did this, you did that, you did this. This is not the time to go down the list of grievances of everything this person has ever done to you either. 
And if you are the one who is bringing up an issue or your person is the one who is bringing up an issue, this is not the time for you to now list everything that you got a problem with. No, if we're talking about this one issue, let's focus on this issue. Now, if you got some other things you want to talk about, cool. We can talk about that after the fact. But if I'm bringing up to you that I have a problem with this thing that has just happened, this is not the time for you to come back with a rebuttal and say, well, you did that six months ago. We're not talking about that right now. What we're talking about is what is currently going on. So let's address this. We can address the other things later. So stay on topic. Stay focused. And again, the topic is what is currently happening and how you are perceiving what has currently happened. Again, we're not talking about nobody else but us. This is how I felt. This is what I experienced. This is what I understood. This is what I misunderstood. It's all about you and how you feel, not about this other person. I posted on Twitter and Instagram, I think, um, a week ago or so. And it's also very important and very helpful to validate your person's experience. But validating somebody's experience does not mean that you are admitting to anything. Again, if we are communicating, if we are trying to resolve a conflict, I'm telling you how I feel, how I experience something. Does that mean that that's actually what happened? That's just how I perceived it. And our perception is going to be skewed by a number of different things like past experiences, past trauma, how we see the world, how we believe certain things are supposed to happen. And when it is this other person's turn to talk, they should be talking about the same thing, their experience, how they felt what they perceive to be happening in the situation that we have found ourselves in. Now, whether I agree with what this person is saying or not, doesn't really matter. What matters is that this person feels validated because it's important. We all want to feel validated. We don't want people to make us feel like we're crazy or like we're making shit up. We don't want to be gaslit. And for a lot of people, they are used to that. They're used to saying, okay, well, I have a problem with this, or this is what I experienced in this situation when you said or did X, Y, and Z, and then having that kind of like, no, that's not what happened. You're making that up. Because that doesn't make anybody feel good. If I'm telling you this is how I feel, and you're just like, yeah, no, it's not that big of a deal. It didn't happen like that. Then to me, that's saying you don't really care. But if you are expressing yourself to somebody and they say, okay, I understand that when I said or did X, Y, and Z, it made you feel this way. That was not my intention. I apologize. Whatever it is you want to say, but just acknowledge that this person feels this way. Again, you acknowledging how they feel does not mean that you are admitting faults. Doesn't even mean that you have to agree. All you're saying is, I hear you. I see you. I understand that this is how you experience this situation. And now I'm going to express to you how I understood or experienced this situation. And we can talk about ways in which we can do things differently moving forward so that neither one of us has to feel this way. And it's really those little things that make all the difference in the world. Somebody seeing you, somebody hearing you, somebody understanding you, and somebody willing to work on it is going to cause you to also want to do the same things. As opposed to somebody just shutting you down 
or telling you that you're the problem. They didn't do anything wrong. Like being responsible, being accountable, taking ownership for your part and whatever is happening is going to make things so much easier. It's not that difficult to have healthy communication and healthy conflict resolution. If you can put your ego and pride aside, it can get done with ease. And I don't feel that conflict is necessarily a bad thing or a negative thing. I feel like conflict could be a really good thing because it allows you to resolve something, to fix something, to work on something. It gives you the opportunity to become better at communicating, to become a better partner, a better friend, a better child, a better whatever. It also helps you to explore some of these things that may still be unresolved within you because nine times out of ten, something was triggered that caused this conflict. Something made you feel some type of way. Something struck a nerve. Something struck an unhealed wound. And now it's giving you the opportunity to take a closer look at that. Sure, you may be pissed off because this person did whatever they did. But what else is there? Anger is a secondary emotion, which means that there has to be something else there that you're not seeing or acknowledging. So it's also very important, like I said, to take that time to really sit with your emotions and figure out why you feel the way you feel. Okay, you're angry, but why? Okay, you're upset, but why? Because it has little to do with whatever is currently going on. And there's something bigger. There's something greater. At the root of this all, there is something else that is trying to get your attention. The conflict is just helping you to realize that if you sit with it long enough and say, okay, well, why do I really feel like this? Maybe you are upset because your partner decided to go and do something else on a Friday night when y'all always do something on a Friday night. So, sure, you're mad about that because this is what y'all always do. It's routine. It's a tradition. It's your thing. And now this person has decided to go and do something with a family member, a friend, whoever. They decided to go do something else that does not involve you. And maybe they told you ahead of time, but it still made you feel some type of way because this is not what y'all do on Friday nights. It may be the immediate issue, but there's something else that is being triggered on a deeper level that has you this upset and this bothered because one Friday out of all the Fridays that this person has already spent time with you, they're going to do something else. Maybe it's because in the previous relationship, when the routine was broken, it was because your person at that time started cheating. Maybe it's because of abandonment issues. Maybe there's something else that has happened and this is causing you to feel like, okay, I done been here before and whatever happened in this previous situation, I didn't like. So now that it's happening in this situation, I think the same thing is going to happen and I don't like it. So that's why I'm, that's really why I'm upset because I think the same thing is going to happen that has happened previously, even if it's not something that has happened in this situation with this person, but that is what is being triggered and is being triggered because it needs your attention. It needs to be healed. This is why we have triggers. This is why people are our mirrors 
so that we can get to the root of these things that we have not fully dealt with. Because that trauma, those unhealed wounds, our inner child, all of these things are constantly nudging at us, constantly saying, hey, this is still here. Hey, this needs your attention. And something that I'm just recently discovering or understanding is that sometimes when we are in the midst of conflict or arguing with somebody, we're not even really arguing with the person in front of us or on the phone or however you may be communicating with this person. We're really communicating with their inner child because, again, something has been triggered within this person Something being their inner child issues that are still unresolved. So now you're not even really dealing with the adult version of this person. You're dealing with this hurt child that is still within them, that is still looking for something. And when I realized that, it really made me look at communicating in a much different way. Because the way that I talk to an adult is not going to be the same way that I talk to a child. You could be pissed the hell off and still, if you got common sense, you know, if you have common sense, you're not going to talk to a child the way that you would talk to an adult. Like, you may cuss an adult smooth the fuck out if you are pissed off. I would hope that you are not cussing children out because you are angry. If you are, do better. But you have more restraint. You have more control over what it is that you are saying and how you express yourself because you recognize that this is a child. This is not an adult. So in the same way, once I realize that I'm no longer talking to this adult person, but instead I'm talking to their inner child, I approach the conversation in a different way. It allows me to show more restraint. It allows me to be more compassionate. It allows me to be calmer and be more aware of how I'm saying things because I recognize that this is not the person that I am used to. This is a child who was abandoned. This is a child who did not get the care, the love, the nurturing that they needed. This is a child whose, birth, whose voice has never been heard. This is somebody who feels like it doesn't matter what they say, what they think, or what they feel because that's all they've known their entire life. So now is a really good time for me to reassure this child, this inner child, that I'm listening, that I hear them, that I see them, that I value what they have to say. And in doing that, it's not only helping me to heal my inner child, it's not only helping me to communicate in a better way, but it's helping me to assist this person in their own inner child healing because they do start to feel seen and validated. They do start to feel like, well, hey, maybe what I have to say does matter to somebody. And if you are observant, again, if you are actively listening, then you will know when that switch happens, when it switches from it being this adult person or this person that you know versus when it is their inner child because they'll say things that may not necessarily make sense in the conversation that you are having. So they may make general statements like, it's always my fault, I'm always wrong, I can't do anything right. 
I'm not even going to say anything because it doesn't matter anyway. And it may not make sense to you in that instance because it's like, well, like I'm asking you how you feel. I'm trying to listen to you. I've always listened to you. Like, what are you talking about? Their inner child has come out and said, this is my experience. Things have always been my fault. Nobody has ever really cared. Nobody has ever really listened. And even if you are somebody who has listened and is trying to listen and has not done any of these things or you have not done anything to make this person feel this way, to your knowledge, it is safe to assume that what is happening is that they're speaking from this place of unresolved wounds and unresolved trauma that could come from childhood could come from just their life in general so when people start to make those generalized statements nine times out of ten that is their inner child speaking and not really them speaking because the adult them had they not been triggered would be able to say well yeah you do listen to me you do make me feel seen you do make me feel heard and valued and appreciated and all of those things but because I'm triggered now I'm going back I'm regressing to this age when I felt this before and that is why the trigger is there in the first place to help you go back to when you felt that way so that you can heal it and I feel like if people are more aware of these things when they happen, it'll help. Because I feel it has definitely been very helpful for me in my relationships with people to understand, okay, this is not the person that I'm used to. This is not the adult version of this person. This is their inner child speaking. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to coddle this person. It doesn't mean that it excuses anything that has happened, but it's just an understanding of, okay, there's something else going on here. There's something deeper going on here that needs to be resolved. And that's why it's also important to remember that even when you are angry, even when you are in the midst of an argument that it is not you and this person versus each other it is you and this person on the same team working to fight against whatever the problem is and really the problem is just things that are unresolved or things like needing to work on communicating better needing to figure out how to effectively resolve conflicts without things escalating but y'all are on the same team so it's not you versus this person you're not opposing each other. You are together trying to figure out how to beat whatever is trying to drive this wedge between you. It is something that is going to take practice. It is not something that's just going to be easy. You have to learn. And when emotions are involved, you also have to learn how to get your emotions in check. Enough to say, okay, this is what's going on. Let's approach this in a different way. Let's do this in a different way. We know what the problem is. I know how I feel. I know how you feel now. What are the solutions? How do we move past this in a way that's going to work for both of us or for all of us? Come up with a game plan. Come up with a strategy. What is it that you're going to do differently moving forward? And then check in periodically. I feel like all relationships, you should be having check-ins to make sure that the people involved are happy and fulfilled and that everything is working as smoothly as you would want it to work. 
but check in and make sure that whatever the solutions were that you were provided are actually working. And if they're not, then we come up with something else. It's trial and error. Relationships do not have to be difficult. Again, a lot of the issues that people have in relationships and all relationships is they just don't know how to talk to each other. They want to talk at each other. They want to talk and uh, they just want everybody else to listen. But that's not going to work. It has to be a collaborative effort. Talking, listening, working together in order to resolve whatever the problem is. So... There you have it. I do hope that this episode, that the information in this episode is helpful and that it allows you to move forward and have better conversations and better conflict resolution in your relationships. As always, I love you for free.